Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun. And let's get started right now. Today, we get to do something really fun. One of my favorites, five steps to manifesting anything you want. Because when you look at it, whether you create something on purpose or not, your life is still going to be creating itself. Your life is going to be happening and it'll just go wherever it wants unless you decide what you want. If you want goals or you want to manifest something, you need to decide. Or like I said, not because it will still keep going along. Now, I'm going to preface everything I'm going to say in the next section with the fact I'm not a scientist, not even close. They have proven that everything is energy. Some's lighter and some is heavier. It goes at different vibrations, at different frequencies. But everything is energy. And everything seems to be also the law of attraction, so that what you think about, you get... So if you're thinking about something you want, but you're really only concentrating on the negative stuff, Murphy's Law came about for a reason. You get the negative stuff, right? So I'm going to talk about a few different things today before we get into these five steps. The gap between where you are and where you want to be is kind of big. It seems like you have everything you want in your mind and you're here. And you're going, how do I get from here to there? Is it even possible? If it's already manifested on a different frequency, you're going to be able to shift it so you can see it. If your vibration, which is a different thing, is lower and heavier because you're usually in anger or fear, you can shift it and raise your vibration higher to the happier vibrations, the lighter vibrations. I say you feel happier when you get there, but it's not actually called a happier vibration. Let's see if I can make this a little easier for you in case I'm losing you or in case it makes zero sense whatsoever. Einstein said, if you do the same thing over and over again, or at least it's attributed to him, that you're going to get the same result. If you shift what you're doing at all, things shift, energy shifts, stuff happens that's different, kind of the layman's term of putting it. There are two things I want you to remember. One is that there are heavier vibrations in the world. The heavier vibrations are things that they've proven, things like pain, anger, that feel heavier, things like grieving. That really feels heavy, doesn't it? Like depression. You go through these different phases in the grief and the guilt, and they just feel heavier. And they are a lower, denser vibration than those things that are love and joy and peace and even hope. And there's a fifth one, but I forget what it is. They are a lighter vibration. They make us feel lighter. They make us feel more. They make us feel like we can do more and be more. 
because we aren't pulled down by this heavier thing. So our dream may be at a lighter vibration than where we're at. It may be that we need to shift away some of that worry and fear which is holding us down to raise it up. And you can't manifest things that are what you want, that are lighter and more wonderful and this amazing thing you may want for your life if you are stuck in the lower vibrations. Because the law of attraction will help you to attract more of what you have, which is more heavier vibration stuff or anger, more things to make you angry, bad traffic, bad boss, arguments with your spouse, things that will happen if you stay in that negative space, in that, I'm going to say negative because it's, it's a heavier vibrational space. I don't want to make a judgment on it because you might want to stay there for a while. It's not a judgment that it's not good for you. It's a judgment for you to decide, not for me. The other thing that you want to know about is frequency. To the extent that I understand it, I'll talk about it. Different radio stations, different TV shows are in different frequency bands. So if you pick up your TV remote and you want to change the channel, you do. And you expect another channel show to show up, right? Or another radio show or whatever to show up. Every single one of them is happening at the same time. They're all there already. You just have to shift the frequency in order to be able to see them. So if they're already happening, what if what you want in your life, it's already occurring and you just need to shift the frequency in order to see it? Some people refer to that as timeline shifts. But those are the same sorts of things where you're going along and you see something, here's your life, and you shift it. And all of a sudden, you're seeing something different because you made this shift. When you're manifesting something, whether it's big or small, doesn't matter. Did you hear that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the love of your life you want or you want a parking place. It doesn't matter because it's all the same energy. The only one who makes it difficult is, I won't say you, but us in general. We make it difficult because it matters more to us. We care more. Well, it's nice to have a good parking place. Having a job that is wonderful or pays great means a whole lot more to us. Having the love of our life or wonderful children means a whole lot more to us than finding a parking place or something else that is small and doesn't seem to make any difference. It's pleasant, but it's not a life changer. So be aware that when you try and work on manifesting, sometimes it's good to try with the small things first. When I give you the five steps, I want you to be able to practice because if you only do it on the big stuff and nothing happens, you're going to be frustrated and maybe not try again. But if you practice on the small things that don't seem to matter as much, you'll get used to moving that energy around and you can start practicing on bigger things. And another thing that I want to let you know is that sometimes we're better at manifesting some things more than others, not just because we don't think of them as larger or smaller, but perhaps you're really good at manifesting your career area but you have no significant other and hardly ever do. Perhaps you're wonderful in a spiritual vein and you're really, really connected and feel joy 
and close to your higher self or your whichever God uh, name that you may be going towards. Perhaps that's where you are. Perhaps you are really bad at your career or finances. Whatever it may be, there are things that we would like to have manifested different in our lives to make us feel like we're living more of a limitless life, to release those limitations. I didn't know how I manifested until I had one specific day when something happened and I went through every step and I turned it around later to figure it out. I've been doing it for years, but I never knew why. Those things I was good at manifesting, I just did. But when I went back to figure it out, because somebody asked me, a client asked me, how do you do that? I had to think about it. I had to feel through it to figure out what steps I took. Because after a while, it becomes kind of natural to you. Now, there's sometimes they manifest immediately, and sometimes they manifest in a while. Sometimes you go through the five steps, and you think you're done, and you feel good, and you go, hey, nothing happened. But sometimes it's not just that you go through those five steps. Sometimes the five steps lead you to what your next step is. Someone will say something that will spark an, oh, oh my God, I need to do this. You'll see a movie. You'll make a decision that seems random. And all of a sudden, your life lines up. And I want to tell you about somebody who I cannot remember who told me this. I've heard it a couple of times from a teacher or two teachers that I have been to over the last maybe 10 years. And I'm sorry, whoever I'm not giving this credit to, I apologize because I really don't remember. It's a story about a lady who was looking for a job. She was trying to find a job and she could not figure out how to get one because no matter what she did, she put resumes out and she did everything you're supposed to do and she was not finding a job and she was getting a little desperate. Her friend was working at a senior center and said, hey, I'm doing bingo tonight. I really need some help. Could you come and help me? And she thought, I really need to do this. I need to find another job. She felt like she should go. So she said, well, I'm not getting anywhere in this anyway. Let me go ahead and help you. And her friend goes, it'll be fun. Come on. I just need help before and after. You can play bingo in the middle, maybe win a game or something. Just help me set up. So she went. She decided, oh, what the heck, I'll go. She had some fun and she sat next to an older gentleman who wasn't ancient, but she started talking to him in between games and he asked her some questions and she said she was looking for a job. Uh, what, what are you looking for? And he asked her some questions that were fairly penetrating and she thought, well, that's strange. And at the end of the time and was ready to leave and he told her, here you go. Here is my card. I need someone like you in my business. I run whatever kind of business it was, and you seem perfect for the job. Here's the name of, the, of my business, and call me. And she was in shock. So manifesting. Sometimes you listen, and there's more. And now I'm going to tell you about a few of the stories that I had myself happen that helped me manifest certain things. So you can see what's possible in case you're wondering, is this really going to work? One of the first things I want to say is that if you do it ahead of time, or if you do it right at the moment, there's a difference. Right at the moment, sometimes if you haven't done it for a while, you're not going to feel comfortable. It was Christmas and it was going to a mall and it was like the weekend before something, the busiest time of the year. And it's this kind of a parking karma kind of story. So it's something that was a little smaller. It didn't matter to me that much, but it was really good. 
I decided ahead of time I was going to be calm and collected. I wasn't going to worry about it. And so I pictured a parking space right outside the door, which this particular mall never has parking in this area, it seems like, even when they're not busy. I imagined the lines at the counters being easy, finding everything I wanted, and I didn't even have a list this time except of the people I wanted. And I imagined me coming home with bags of stuff, having chopped for everybody. That was what my intention was ahead of time. And when I got there, I went down an aisle, and there was no parking all the way to the back. And as I was going down, I saw that three cars from the front, there was a stall that was empty. And it wasn't any kind of handicapped stall or anything. It was perfect right next to the door. And I went, oh, well, it worked. So I pulled in and I went in and it happened to be Macy's. And I walked around the jewelry department. I started picking up things I was interested in, went to the counter when there was nobody there, asked her a couple of questions, walked out and I got some more things. And by the time I got back, there was like four people in line with her. So I walked a little farther in, found a couple more things. And then I went to some lady that had one person she was helping. She finished her and I went, I had no line. I was the, I was the line, got all these things from Macy's. And I thought, hmm, I have a few more people to buy for, mostly the men, because I didn't buy them anything in the jewelry department. So I went upstairs and I, I wandered to this one store I hadn't been in before, smaller store. And I found a bunch of things that were perfect. And pretty much everybody was bought. And I was in this wonderful, peaceful place because I had manifested all of this up to this point. When I went to stand in line, there was like 10 people in front of me. And I thought, okay, this wasn't quite what I manifested, but okay. But when I was standing in line, I was right next to something. I went, this is perfect for my brother-in-law. I never can find anything for him. So I went ahead and there wasn't much there. So I asked somebody who was walking past if they had more. And she said, oh, they're in the back. I'll go get it. While I was snaking towards the front of the line, she came back right when it was time for me to buy everything. So being at the back of the line was perfect. And there were some really nice people I was talking to. I had bought everything I needed. It took me about an hour and a half. No lines, no worries, totally calm, exactly the way I had wanted to manifest it. I got back in the car waved at somebody that I was getting out so they could have the kind of karma that I was having or the kind of manifestations, and I left. That's something that is not all that important to people, but it was really nice to have that calmness, to have that ability to do something. And then there are the times and the things that seem a little bit more important or that seem unusual. I've always done pretty well with weather which might seem a little strange, but I can ask for beautiful weather ahead of time for a vacation and I get it. If I forget to ask, I don't get it necessarily. It may not be perfect, but it's usually not too bad. When we were in Vegas, my ex-husband and I, we decided to go to the Grand Canyon on a bus and it was raining and I hadn't thought about it in advance. And he goes, it's going to be raining. You got to do something. Because while he didn't actually really, I don't think, believed I could, He asked me anyway, because he thought, well, if it's raining, it never hurts to ask you. I went ahead, and as we got there, he said, well, it's raining. I said, well, we're going inside to watch a movie for 20 minutes. Don't worry about it. And he was like, okay. So he watched the movie. We stepped out. It wasn't raining. It was still overcast. Got in the bus, started raining on us as we went down. And he said, Carol. I said, yeah, no, I know, I know. And it was not clear when we got to the Overlook, the only one we were going to go to. But it was, you know, it was nice. It wasn't bad at all. It was overcast still, but it was clear it wasn't raining. And we got out and we walked to the overlook and all you could see as far as the eye could see 
was white fog, covered every single inch of the Grand Canyon. He turned and looked at me, he said, Carol, and I went, I, and what popped out of my mouth was really funny because I had no clue I was going to say this. And I just said, nobody told me I had to clear fog. Give me a minute. And I thought, whoa, this is one of those times that I looked back on when I was trying to figure out these five steps to manifesting. And I realized I actually did the five steps. I did them quickly and on the spot, but I did them because after I opened my eyes about 30 seconds later, the fog within another 30 seconds started getting thinner and thinner. And by the time two or three minutes went by, the thing was totally clear. And I have to tell you that my ex-husband looked at me and said, you're a witch (laughs) because he didn't really believe that it was possible until that happened. And I wasn't sure that I actually believed it was possible until that happened because it was so unusual, but it showed that you could manifest whatever you want. And of course, everybody else who was there was excited. So you can do it ahead of time for something that doesn't matter that much. You can do it while you're there on the spot. And you can also do it instantaneously after you do it a while. So feel if any of these three stories, I'm going to do one more, shows you that you've done this before. Because if it sounds and feels familiar, you'll know you can. Whether it's a parking karma or whether it's something bigger and different. Now, the automatic one literally happened instantaneously. I had it, didn't have to think about it. It just happened. I also do crafts. I do a lot of stuff in my life. And I sell at craft fairs at Christmas and have for a few years. I went and sometimes you need a table to set up and sometimes they supply the tables or you pay them for the tables. I got there and I didn't have my table with me because I got confused. It was one of the only ones I needed to bring my table for. It didn't occur to me being a half an hour away from my house until I stood in line to check in and I had been talking to the people in front and back of me and it blurted out of my mouth, oh my God, I forgot my table. I had a split second of seeing everything I was selling on the floor like a flea market and this is a nice craft fair or seeing if they had any left that they were renting to people. But it was such a split second. And the guy in front of me turned around and goes, I got an extra table. I said, what? And he said, a six foot table. It's, I folds it in half and I bent it. It's from Costco. And I was going to take it out last night, but it was underneath everything. So I left it there. You can borrow the table. And my mouth fell open because that was the description of the table I left at home that I didn't bring with me. It was exactly... Other than the fact it was a little older than mine, it was exactly my table. And I had a tablecloth to fit and everything. He brought it in while I was unloading and it magically appeared. And then when I left, it magically disappeared. And I thanked him every time I saw him in between. It was amazing that that was instantaneous. Now, the fact that it was at a church, that the craft fair was happening, I have no idea if that had anything to do with it, but it was the most instantaneous unusual kind of manifestation I've ever done because I didn't have to think about it. It just happened. So any of these three ways might happen for you. The ones that are the most common are the ones that we do and we think about as we're having it happen, like the parking karma, where you think about it when you can't find one and then you go, I need a parking space. Or you have it happen because you always feel like that's something you can do. I'm going to give you that first piece of the tool right now. The first step is simple. It's a clear intention of what you want. 
it's a snapshot. You're literally looking at something you want. So maybe you see that parking place. There's also one of those, like a live shot on your camera when you look at it, which I learned about not that long ago, which you see a couple of seconds of movement and you can do that as well. Because that's what I did when I did the Grand Canyon reveal, so to speak. I saw the fog clearing in my head. And that was my clear intention, to picture it. It's like starting a car. You want to start something. And then the second step is to set your intention in motion. You need to ask with your attention on the positive. So ask what you want Because when you put the car in motion, it just has to be moving. You can't just ask for something in your thoughts and not let it go forward. And you don't need to know how it's going to work. You don't need to know how. You just need to allow it to set it in motion. So ask, say something, say it clearly, say what you want and make sure that it is exactly what you want. Say it in a positive vein. Don't question it. Don't wonder or worry how it's going to happen. I want a parking place. I want it right in front of the door. And I'll be there in about three minutes. So I'd like it right when I get there. That's it. Those are the first two steps. The first one was setting a clear intention, like a picture in your mind. The second step was to move it forward, to set it in motion by asking with your attention on the positive of what you want in just a sentence or two. But do let me give you a warning on this one. Be careful what you ask for. Be as clear as you know how. Because when I was looking to buy a condo, I had my list. I had all the things I wanted and I got all the things I wanted. But I wasn't clear enough. Because when I said I didn't want stairs in my condo, I don't have stairs in my condo. I have stairs to get up to my condo on the outside. When I said I wanted a garage, I got a garage. But I share it with two other homeowners, so we all have our own garage doors. And if you don't know these people well, well, obviously, you don't want to put anything out in your garage that anybody could just take. That's important. And the third thing I asked for was a fireplace. But I neglected to say it needed to be a working fireplace. So be careful what you ask for. And also, let me say that even when you ask for something, it still may not be as clear as you think. Because as I was going through my divorce, I said, I need more love and joy in my life. I need more love and joy, love and joy. I want more love and joy. And I kept repeating that to myself. I had a policeman pull me over and take me off the freeway, even though we were dead stopped in traffic and not moving, when he saw me pick up my phone and look at it and put it back down. And he gave me a ticket. I was really annoyed because I wasn't texting or doing anything except I picked it up and looked at it and put it down. I kind of laughed rather hysterically after he left me with the ticket because I looked down at the ticket and it said his name was Officer Lovejoy. Okay, I wasn't obviously clear enough of what I wanted because I got more love and joy. So I'm just saying... Be careful what you ask for. First step, snapshot. Second step, ask clearly. Third step, be grateful. Be grateful that it's already occurred even before it has. Because when you're grateful, 
it raises up your vibration so that you can match more what you've already asked for. Just know when you're grateful, you feel better. You start raising up your vibration. And I would say also say this or something better. I learned this in Unity Church when I went when I was 12 and my parents were there, stayed for years, but it was always Don't just ask for what you want. Ask for this or something better. And an example that I've used for people when they've asked, why do it that way? I get it, but why? What if you're going in for a raise and you say, this is what I want. This I'd be happy with. I visualized it. This is what I want. I'm grateful. Okay. What if you set the salary expectation too low for what they're willing to give you? And you go in and they ask what you want and you tell them specifically, I want this amount. And they go, okay. And they give you that amount and you're happy, but they would have given you a whole lot more because you were so good at what you did. So when I say this or something better, when you're being grateful, yes, I'm grateful that this happened, this or something even better. Trust that what's highest and best for you will happen even if it's a little different than what you are asking for. Maybe that parking place isn't quite all the way in front, But maybe you run into someone you've been thinking about if you park a couple of stalls over, a couple of rows over, and you go, oh my God, if I parked over there, I never would have seen you. I'm so happy to run into you. You never know what is something better. So that's the third step. Be grateful, but also say, I'm so grateful for this happening, this or something better. And then when you get to the fourth step, expect it to happen. You want to expect it to happen because you've asked for it. You set the wheels in motion. You put it in gear and the car is moving towards the destination you've asked for. If you plant a seed, a seed for corn, corn's going to come up. If you plant a seed and it's peanuts, peanuts are going to grow. Whatever you plant, unless you get extra seeds in there with it, you're going to get what you planted. Expect that this can happen. If you pick up that remote I was talking about and you press the button, you're going to get the channel that you wanted because you know and expect the channel to change. Unless something's wrong with your remote or it needs new batteries, it's going to change. Expect it to happen, part four. And then the fifth step is to release your concern. Just let it go. You've already asked. You don't have to worry. You don't have to wonder. Just chill out. Because you don't need to figure it out from there. When I say that, I mean know that you can expect it and you don't have to worry about it. If something doesn't happen that I've requested to manifest, it's usually one of those things I have a little bit more trouble with because it's one of those bigger things. It matters more to me. So it seems like it would take more energy. It would be more difficult to do it. So it is more difficult because I think it will be more difficult. Don't fall into that trap. Know that even though you might be better at manifesting some things than others, you can manifest anything. If you wonder if you've done the steps right, go back over them one more time. But don't keep doing it over and over again. Don't worry and worry and worry. I do find sometimes when it's something that's important, I leave off the last step, the releasing part. And maybe even the expecting part. I'll start it. I'll visualize it. I'll kind of daydream so I think about it for too long. And I fall into the trap of never finishing up 
the manifesting process. So it's like a half dream up there somewhere that doesn't ever finish completing and becoming real. I used to have a minister say that it was on a different plane of existence, all those things that we have those half dreams about. And as soon as we complete it, it drops into reality because it becomes fully formed. And that was her way of explaining why sometimes we have what we want and manifest what we want, and sometimes we don't. I find that when you receive what you want, you need to do an extra credit step. You need to celebrate it. Whether that means you do a little happy dance, or whether that means you do a yay team, or whatever you're doing, scream inside your head and do a little dance. It raises your vibration, and the next time you want to manifest something, for some reason, it's easier. You expect it to happen a little more every time you do it. You expect, and it's easier to release the concern that it's going to happen a little bit more every time you do it. And then when you look at it, I said, I think at the beginning that sometimes things manifest immediately, like that table at the craft fair that came immediately before I even had a thought that I could put out there to manifest it. And totally unexpectedly and even unthinkable that something like that would happen if I had tried to manifest it in a specific way. It may take some time, maybe a little, like the Grand Canyon fog clearing, or a lot. If it takes a long time, realize that sometimes you need to pay attention because there may be further steps you need to take. You can create the car moving down the road but maybe there are different ways because there's some blockages up ahead. And if you turned on your Google Maps, maybe it would take you in a little different direction to speed up the process, to take you in the direction a little clearer. Make sure that you look at where you want to go and you do these five steps, but then you listen. You listen to what shows up. You listen to other people speaking to you, out of the blue, whatever it is, you listen. I remember my girlfriend and I decided we wanted to move together when we were pretty young, somewhere out of state, but we didn't know where. So we had all 50 states that we looked at and we each decided on like five or 10 of them. And we got it down to three that we both agreed on in one sitting. We decided that we would allow ourselves to take a step away for a week and come back together and see what happened and if we could make a decision. During that time away, without saying a word to anybody about our thought and where we wanted to go, both of us had people talking to us about one of the states we had decided on. Out of the blue, somebody would say, well, you know, this state, that's a really beautiful place. I'd love to move there. Or, well, the weather in the state is really particularly good and you're going... Do people usually talk about the state? Because I've never heard them do that before. When we came together, we found out we both were getting the same message for Colorado. So let me just say, and we did move, by the way. But let me just say that sometimes you need to pay attention to those next steps that may be there before something manifests. Make sure you're there. These five steps are things I'm going to go over again and give you an example of exactly how it happened step by step for me so you can see it in a real life situation and how it worked. Because I literally went over every single step for this. And maybe that will clear up any questions you have about it. It's all about energy. 
and how energy is in everything. It shouldn't be difficult if you can manifest one thing to just move the energy around and manifest something that might seem a little harder if we don't get in our own way. And all of us have different areas that we're really good at manifesting in, whether it's a car, parking place, or it's a certain type of friend you manifest, or it's a job that you're good at getting. Whatever it may be, we all are really good at one thing or two, and we might struggle in a couple of areas as well. This will help you in all those areas, with sometimes a little bit of extra work on the back end once you see if there are more steps you need to take. So let me give you that example I was talking about. And indeed, it is all about parking, so you can see how it works. It was a pretty simple day after my divorce. I was going to my first date with somebody I met on the internet. First time to meet him. And when I was coming home from work, I was going to meet him right afterwards at a restaurant that is downtown where I live. And I have to say, there's this weird road rally loop they put in. So everybody with five lanes is going in the same direction. Everybody on the right always wants to go to the left and everybody on the left always wants to move to the right. So it's really kind of scary. And I knew that this restaurant was right on the street with parallel parking in front. And I thought, I think this is one of those that has parking in the back. So I'm not even going to think about parking karma going there. Drove right past the place, saw right where it was, said, yep, no parking, no surprise. Turned right. And when I turned the second right, so I was right behind the place, I realized I was wrong. There was no parking in this place. None behind it all. It was a different block I had been thinking of. So I had to scramble to go through these five steps in order to get a parking place. My snapshot was of a really big parking place directly in front of the place. My ask, the second step, was that I wanted a parking place big enough, like two car lengths, so I didn't have to parallel park. I could just dive right in because with all these cars going past me, it was a little scary. I didn't want to have to deal with that. So I saw an incredibly wide parking place and the last part of it was, and I need it in about 45 seconds when I get around the corner again. Because by that time, I was hitting that third corner and coming up towards the last corner to get back on that busy street again. So that was my snapshot, part one, step one, and my ask, which was step two. I didn't think about how it was going to happen. When I got to the third section of being grateful, I was grateful. I said, this or something better. If I don't get it in front, maybe I'll have to park somewhere else, but there'll be a reason for that. It'll be a really good thing. So this or something better. Section three. And then I had to expect it to happen. Section four. And I've had parking work before, so I thought, okay, I expect this or something better to happen. I can do that. And the fifth step that I got to was releasing it, releasing the worry, letting it go. By that point, I was right up to the last light and ready to turn right. And this was only like two short blocks behind it and then turning right and getting back to the main block. I got there and I looked left and I couldn't go. I had a red light and I looked right and two people simultaneously came out of one of the doors and I couldn't tell which door it was from where I was sitting. They walked around the front of their cars in tandem. It was like a dance. They were exactly at the same timing, came around the front of their cars, got into their cars and took off there was some kind of a pause in this huge amount of traffic going by. And even though I expected something to happen, my mouth still fell open because I was looking 
at my two-car parking place. And I was like, oh my God, I think it's right in front of the place, although I can't tell from this angle, but it looked like it might be. I had that momentary negative thought of, oh my God, don't let anybody take it. And I thought, no, 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 just leave it alone. Don't put any negative stuff in there. We don't need anything to happen. Just stay in that moment. Don't worry, fear, or bring up anything negative. Because as the light turned green and there was nobody else turning in that direction, I looked down and a third car that had been behind those cars, a person had gone in it and it had pulled away. I had more than I asked for. I had three empty spaces in front. What turned out to be the one farthest of the front was directly in front of the restaurant door. So as I pulled in, I pulled in towards the back of the three-car space, pulled all the way up to the front, left enough room so I didn't have to work my way to get out. But I had a fairly decent-sized car. It was kind of big and awkward, too. I never did do really good at parallel parking with that car when I had it. And it was a piece of cake. I mean, I literally pulled right in. So let me just say that when you're working with this manifestation tool, It can happen. It can be easy. If you don't release the concern and the worry, if you get in your head and still keep thinking all these negative thoughts about, oh my God, I can't do it. This isn't going to happen. Then you're stopping yourself. But practice not doing that at least once. Make those decisions so you know that you can do it. Oh, and by the way, when I got that parking place and I stopped, I was still in the car. But my feet were jumping up and down and I was having a little hooray moment, having a happy dance because that one was very cool. Make sure you celebrate a little bit at the end. Say, hey, yay me, yay universe. Thank you. This is fabulous. You need those moments to bask in those moments, to raise that vibration up, to allow the energy to flow, to be happy, to be content that things really did change the way you wanted them to. You can indeed Have and be what you want to be. Set that clear intention. Ask. Be grateful. Expect it to happen. And then release your concern. If you need to practice on small things, by all means do it. Move the small energy around. Work for the car parking. Do whatever you need to do. And then try out on something a little bigger. Maybe the weather. Whatever it is you want, try it out. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good, good day. Today's gonna be.